everybody, and welcome to Taproot Conversations. We have got a good one for you today. I'm Dr. Nicole Bonner. And I'm Dr. John D'Ambrosio, and we are here with Dr. Justin Brown. Justin, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks so much for having me on, guys. Uh, really appreciate the opportunity. Excited to be a part of this. You know, at 14 years old, I went out on a training run. I was a soccer player, and I got about a mile away from my house, and I collapsed um, right there on the pavement. And uh, ended up crawling back to my house and got in an ice bath and basically laid in bed for a couple of days and uh, didn't really know what to do um, with this situation at, at a young age. And a friend of my mom's uh, essentially said, you know, go see our chiropractor. And so we didn't know what a chiropractor was. We had no understanding at all of what happens in a chiropractic office, but we went because we didn't really know what else to do. And after seeing this doctor um, over a course of uh, several weeks, um, I felt you know normal again. I was able to get out of bed again and, and eventually get back on the soccer field. And I, I saw this, this guy was helping all sorts of different athletes and young people and old people. And there was pictures of all these people over the walls that he had helped. And I was like, wow, this guy's running around from table to table. He's on his feet all day. He's putting hands on people. And like all these people are like happy here. Like, what is this? This is something completely different that I've never been exposed to before. So that really planted the seed um, as to, wow, like this is a cool way to combine performance, combine uh, the healthcare uh, aspect of what we do and, and then hands-on and in an environment that seemed to be, there's a lot of freedom within it. And so all those little pieces kind of set these seeds inside that later on in college when I was like, gosh, what am I really going to do? Um, I actually didn't get much philosophy in that office, but I found a book about chiropractic philosophy. And once I read the philosophy, it wasn't like I was hearing it for the first time. I was seeing it in print for something that I had already believed to be true. You know, that the, the power that made the body heals the body, that the body is self-healing, self-regulating, that the body doesn't require uh, any type of uh, alteration in chemistry. It really just needs full expression of what innate from within. And when I read these words, I was like, okay, that's it. That's, that's me. I'm going here. Let's go. That's great. And to touch on what you just said, I think it's fascinating that you went to an office with no preconceived notion of chiropractic. So that could have gone any way. And the fact that yeah. it went the way that it did changed the trajectory of your life and probably I'm guessing changed the, the course of what school you sought out. I don't know where you uh, graduated from. We're gonna get into that. But now that you have a philosophical base before even starting school and knowing what chiropractic really is, it probably helped you pick your school. Yeah, definitely helped me pick my school. I mean, uh, that the college of the uh, the doctor I went to was national, and so okay. it makes sense that I didn't get a lot of the why, right? So I literally thought chiropractic was like great for helping fourteen year olds with back pain. You know, that's what I thought it was, right? Because that's essentially the story I was given. Um, and just as a side note, like I ended up having like three squirrels nodes in my thoracic spine that, you know, were, were essentially like uh, overuse compression fractures. So um, it's so interesting, you know, that, that that was a story. But yeah, once I read the philosophy, I really wanted to get grounded in that further. And I, 
And I felt like that was such a critical piece of what we do and essentially what really made us as chiropractors different. So I chose to go to Palmer in Iowa. Um, I went for the beaches and the babes. No, I didn't go for those reasons. I went to Palmer for um, just the fact that, you know, it, it was a fountainhead and is the fountainhead and it really had a, an exposure to a lot of different techniques. So I think there's over 16 different techniques that were offered as electives. That was important to me. Um, you know, I saw that, you know, during their, what they had Lyceum at the time and um, they'd have these really, you know, in my mind at, at that time, these very successful, um, well-known chiropractors that would come back and, and, and speak and Sigafoos was there and CJ Mertz was there and you, you had, um, you know, all, all these people that I, I thought were interesting, Reggie Gold under the tent, you know, I, we, we, we had, it was such a rich experience and, and I valued that, you know, I, I, I really, I guess early on had a lot of value in mentorship. And so when I saw that I was going to have a chance to listen to, you know, these greats in chiropractic, I mean, Sid Williams came, you know, to speak there, it was literally just across the line. Um, I was, I, I was really drawn to that. So, um, you know, that's ultimately how I chose to go to Palmer. That's nice. great. So, Justin, um, first of all, when did you graduate? So I graduated in 2005. All right, let me do the math. Fifteen <laughs> <laughs> years, yeah. Wow. So, and I bet it feels like yesterday, right? It does. Yeah, yeah. It's gone. It it's gone quick. It's been, it's been a great ride. So when you graduated, did you associate for somebody or did you open a practice right away? Yeah, so I, um, through, through school, I ended up having a severe fatigue issue and um, I sought out lots of different types of care and uh, ended up going to uh, a NUCA specialist. I found some research about NUCA and people suffering with chronic fatigue. And I went to go see Dr. Marshall Dickholt Sr. The man was 80 years old. Um, you know, I drove three hours to his office. He uh, x-rayed my neck, he pointed, he said, hey, look, you, you had a soccer injury here. And sure, I did, I actually got hit under my chin playing soccer and it split my chin open. Mm -hmm. So when I went to the, the, the ER, they, they sewed my chin back together, but they didn't realize that, well, my neck got whipped and my atlas was locked and twisted. So. He pointed to it, he figured it out, and um, he started releasing that for me. And then within about three months, I pretty much was like, I felt back to myself. And so for me, that was like the direction I really wanted to go. I just dove into the upper cervical work. It made so much sense with the, when I understood the science and I, the philosophy and the art and the combination, all of that, I was like, man, this is, this is it. This is beautiful. This is what I want to do. Um, so I sought out mentorship specifically in that technique, and I went into um, a, uh, one of the classes, and we had one of the docs come in. I love when docs would come back and share their stories and share their heart with us as students. And so Dr. Lee Yardley from New Zealand, you know, he got me with the accent, and uh, great, great guy. You know, he had, he had a, technically, this guy is like 150% in. He's just all about it. He was a, a great businessman. Um, had some really good business sense and uh, just seemed like a guy. I was like, man, I want to learn from that guy. And so like I begged him and pleaded him to like, let me come in. And I went in and I, I did my associateship there. Um, actually, I did my internship and I stayed on as an associate. Um, he actually fired me because I was, I was uh, he wouldn't let me actually associate. And then I, I pleaded with him 
because I, I was a bit of a pain in, in the butt, but um, thankfully he let me stay on. And I think it worked well for both of us. But in the end, uh, I spent two years there. And uh, I tell you, I would have paid him for that relationship because it was uh, absolutely a huge reason why I, I've had the success I've had. Uh, just allowing me to learn from him, allowing me to ask questions, um, usually um, not smart questions, but he was very, very kind with me. And uh, he, he, you know, I, I was crazy. You know, I, I just, I would go and I'd get patients anywhere and everywhere. And, you know, my, my energy and my passion, I think was good for the office. Um, but it was also good for me because, you know, I did a lot of stuff that didn't work, but it wasn't on my dollar. You know, so I was allowed to learn and fall on my face and then pick myself up and then just be like, okay, next, here we go. And I was able to spend that time to really sort out and, and uh, start to chisel away this model of what I really wanted to create when I started my own practice. Yeah, it sounds and like you had a great experience. I did. It does. I had a tremendous experience. So what was the, the end product of your chiseling? What did your own practice end up looking like? Well, the chiseling happens to this day. You know? <laughs> so, so the chiseling never stops. You know, I don't, I'm very worried if I feel like I've ever arrived, right? So that's a dangerous place to be. So chiseling happens, that, you know, the hammer's in the hand every day. But at the same time, um, yeah, what, what I really wanted to, to create was, you know, a lot of the doubters would say, gosh, you can't see a lot of volume if you do upper cervical, or you can't do quality work if you do a lot of volume, or you can't do cash practice. Like, what are you, you crazy? You know, South Florida is all about personal injury. You, nobody pays cash here. And it's like, so I heard all those doubters and I was like, watch me. You know, I was like, great, thank you. I appreciate your motivation. So that's exactly what I did. You know, I just you know, went out and I knocked on doors and I, um, you know, I marketed our message with a massive amount of mission and passion. And, and, and it was like kind of wide open. Like there wasn't a lot of people doing that at all in my city in Coral Springs. And so it started to, you know, open up and it certainly wasn't like, I wasn't the guy seeing 500 my first year by any means. That wasn't my story. You know, it was a slow, steady trickle over year after year. We just continued to bring more families on board. And, um, and that's really what kind of built, built the practice, very family-driven practice, very relationship-driven practice, um, where we provide very high-quality care, very high-quality attention to our people. And then I just got busy enough that I was like, I can't do this by myself. I really need to bring on um, some more doctors. And so that's essentially what happened. But yeah, the model has changed. John, to answer your question, I mean, we did you know, uh, individual new patients. And then we did group report of findings. And then, you know, it was pretty challenging. We'd take post x-rays. So then I'd have like, like four or five, six groups of people trying to post x-ray them. And it was just, it became unmanageable. So then it was like, okay, we need to shift gears. And um, now we just do, you know, essentially a very um, high quality, several layers deep driven consults, exams, very Cairo focused, very, you know, driven towards moving the needle towards understanding, you know, sickness care to chiropractic, you know, nerve system driven. And then um, it's just a report that's just very authentic and honest and like, this is your problem. And, um, you know, it's, it's certainly not, 
uh, you know, cheap to get our care, but it's worth it, you know? So it's very value driven. Um, and we're very much about family. I think I've mentioned family three or four times. So, you know, it's very much about bring your family because this is, this is how you help your family uh, become healthy and stay healthy. And so that, that's been what's really helped us over the years. That's, that's very great. And I just want to veer off course, course for a second because you talked about building relationships. And I know a lot of people who just get out of school and to them, building a relationship is spending half an hour, 45 minutes with somebody, just talking, getting to know them because they feel, well, I have the time. I want them to like me. And then they just can't get any volume at that point because people expect them to spend that time. How do you work around that? Because you started from scratch building relationships without falling into that trap. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's probably some of my personal bias, but like, you know, I don't feel like people really want to spend a lot of time in a chiropractic office. Like if I, you know, go and I survey a hundred people at the grocery store and say, would you rather spend more time or less time in a chiropractic office? They'd say less time. And I'd say, okay, good. So it's like, it's people don't want to spend more time. They have their own life to live. In fact, what we do is chiropractic. The essence of chiropractic is allow people to live their life on their terms, right? Like essentially it's like freedom is what chiropractic provides. So last thing I want to do is become a barrier to that freedom, you know, and they have their life. They want to go live their life. And so ultimately my goal isn't to, you know, try to get them. I love how you say like, get them to like me, you know, that's such a dangerous trap because if you, if you're trying to sort of, uh, you know, over impress or you're trying to, you know, medicalize or show them how smart you are, or, you know, get into all that stuff, it's really going to work against you. It's not going to work for you. Um, it's that needy kind of a feeling that will really repel people out your door. And so we're really just diving straight into their issue. And then our job is to care enough to ask the important questions, allow them to probably understand their problem much better and deeper than they've ever even thought about it on their own to really understand, you know, what, what is the major disruption to their life, right? It's not their back pain. That's not the disruption. The fact they can't sleep and then the fact that they're grumpy and then they can't focus and they're not making money and then they're, they're angry at their wife and they're angry at their boss and they're angry. At, and, and then that, so when we can dive into the depths of like what, what's really going on, we're asking questions that really allow people to kind of open their mind about, gosh, you know what? Like this is a priority. This is a, this, I have to, no matter what, like, I have to fix this. This is disrupting every aspect of my life. And now, you know, we planted some seeds to allow for, for, for our chiropractic message to come through so they can understand, like, why this now is something that they need to prioritize and get done now as an urgent, uh, you know, action. That's a great answer. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's literally five minutes. Our consult's five minutes. Um, so, you know, to answer your question, no, you know, 30 minutes, I think it would just drive people straight out the door. And that's so important to understand, because like I said, students getting out of school are kind of, and in a lot of cases, insecure and really want to, again, like you would say, have people like them and they feel that's the way to build the practice. And just by bypassing and not being rude to them, but no. just by saying, this is why I'm here and jumping right in. That's something that I think a lot of people really needed to hear. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope there better be some students watching this because what you guys got was just gold, 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 <laughs> gold. Right? 
and some gold. Or platinum. <laughs> no, girls like platinum now. <laughs> All right. So, Dustin, you have you have multiple practices, right? Yeah, we have three practices. So you are always in a process of looking for associates. So what um, what are docs like yourself looking for in an associate? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the biggest thing I really look for is, is energy and passion. I mean, I feel like if people, you know, have energy and they have passion and, and then they truly have you know, enthusiasm around chiropractic and, you know, a, some level of, of appreciation for the power that, that chiropractic has, um, then we can train everything else. So that, 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 that's the biggest thing we look for. And, and you know, obviously a sense of work ethic, a sense of um, uh, respect and, and just a humble, a humble approach, to, you know, with the right attitude to say, like, I'm here to learn, I'm here to grow. And, you know, I'm excited to be in an environment that is high energy, is high love, is high quality. And, uh, you know, someone who's, who also wants to really make a, a good living as a chiropractor. You know, I want someone to, to want to make a lot of money. I don't want that person that says, you know, just give me a paycheck and I'm going to check in and I'm going to check out. And I'd rather them just check out. I don't want that kind of energy in the office. So, we, we really are looking for that person that's very growth oriented. Um, and again, we don't expect them to understand and know everything about patient management, um, all the aspects of technicalities that go into the work, um, even you know new patient attraction. But if they have some of that, it is a huge advantage. So if they've had some previous training, if they've actually used school to learn how to be a chiropractor, instead of learning just how to pass tests, um, that's going to be a, that's going to be a massive advantage to that person. So if, if there's somebody that has some actual um, understanding about how to be an effective, successful chiropractor while they're in school, clearly I'm going to bring that person on board and pay them more faster than the person who's just like, I have no idea what the heck I'm doing. I'm just here to figure it out, you know? So th that, that would be the person but a uh, really humble, humble, great attitude, work ethic, you know, someone growth-minded, that's the person. I mean, we've hired 18 chiropractors over uh, the last, I guess, 10 years now. And, um, you know, we've had very good relationships. I, I'm very friendly with uh, the, the doctors that have gone out and set up their own practices very successfully. Um, I have very good relationships with the people that, that are on board with us right now. Um, I believe we have a team of seven doctors with us right now. So it is, uh, it's a great honor. You know, I, I love the, the ability to mentor, you know, it's a passion of mine, you mm -hmm. know, as a chiropractor to be able to pass on chiropractic to other chiropractors, to see them do real chiropractic, to understand how powerful this work is, to see them thrive and be successful, uh, to teach them and to, to see them grow, I mean, that's, it's a beautiful thing. So uh, it's, it's a selfish endeavor, but it, I, I think it's mutually beneficial. Definitely. Agreed. And you said you have hired over the past 10 years, 18 doctors. Uh, how many interviews did you actually have to go through? How many students did you go through before you found those 18? And did you find that most students were suitable 
or was it like, I got, I had to go through 200 people before I got those 18 because students were just not prepared? Sure. Well, I mean, to be fair, they're, they're not all students, but I will tell you my preference, John, is definitely hiring students. I, I, I find it's better when they, they haven't been um, sort of beat down by their Jaded. <laughs> so I prefer hiring students. Um, I'd say to get to those 18, you know, I've probably read, you know, between 500 to 700 resumes. Mm -hmm. And I've probably interviewed close to 250 to get to those 18. Okay. So would you say, I mean, that's a lot to go through, but, you know, you want the cream of the crop. But would you feel that school has been preparing students in general for what you're looking for? Or do you think there's sort of a, a missing piece or two schools kind of, you know, missing the boat on something? Yeah, the boat didn't even come into the harbor. There's not, they're not <laughs> missing one or two pieces. They're missing the puzzle. They're, they're, the whole puzzle's been not there. So, no, I, I mean, you teed me up pretty good there, John. And I appreciate that. But no, they don't. <laughs> that first six months is just trying to unlearn the garbage that we put inside. And, uh, mm. you know, chiropractic's not enough. You need to refer out. You need to get MRIs on every single person that walks in. You should never adjust the neck. I mean, all the garbage that, that they get infiltrated with. And listen, I have good friends that lead chiropractic schools. Okay. So don't be misled. I think it's a daunting task to get people to understand chiropractic and to pass these tests simultaneously, it's very difficult. You know, you'd think 300 grand would do it, but it hasn't <laughs> hit the mark yet. So the idea is that, no, I don't, I don't know that that's the case. I don't, I don't necessarily think that students have always had full access to successful chiropractors. I mean, I wish it were different. I don't think most of the people teaching in chiropractic school have been tremendously successful in chiropractic. So if you're going to learn from somebody, I personally, to me, it makes sense. I want to learn from somebody who's doing it at a very high level if I also want to be at a high level. And so, you know, I'm grateful there's people in those schools that, you know, go to, you know, Davenport, Iowa and teach and go to Spartanburg and teach and, and, and go to Marietta and teach. I mean, I'm grateful that those people are still in those universities teaching, um, but it's just not really it, it's just i've just never had anybody ask me about my quiz questions in cell physiology in the office like it just doesn't come up so there's just there, there's just no real education around what it, what is required how you communicate right there's no communication skills mm -hmm. that you're really developing in school unless you're finding it outside of school which is right. what i did you know and what i think most of the successful chiropractors have done is they kind of sought it outside, whether it's through Toastmasters, whether it's through getting uh, chiropractic coaching, working on scripting. I mean, I was in the gym at 5.30 in the morning, not working out, but doing scripts, mm -hmm. you know, with other chiropractic students, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, I remember the, you know, the whole thing, you know, and if I look around at the people that were in that circle, and there was a small group of us, right, that were doing these scripts at 5.30 in the morning, those are all successful chiropractors because we were working on ourselves. We we're working on our ability to communicate our comfort within teaching the chiropractic principle. If you, if you get out of school and you've never had a conversation with somebody about what makes chiropractic different, you know, you're going to stumble and fumble and you're going to drop the ball. And if you know that that's going to lose, you're going to lose confidence. You're going to lose certainty. 
And, you know, as chiropractors, if you don't have confidence, you don't have certainty, it's very difficult to be able to make it happen when, you know, people come in the office, if they come in at all. Love it. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and I think you actually answered kind of the next question. I don't know if you want to add to this, but what do you think students need to be focusing on right now to be like before, before they graduate? Yeah. I mean, you just had a bunch of gold in there, but. Yeah. I, you know, I think students really need to focus on, um, mentorship. I mean, they really need to seek out mentorship, um, whether that be a coach, whether that be a program. I mean, I certainly got chiropractic coaching while I was a student. You know, I saw there was a, you know, a massive hole in education that I wasn't going to really understand, you know, how to practice, right? Mm -hmm. It's one thing to, you know, theory and t passing tests is not practice. And so mm -hmm. I really wanted to find that mentorship. Um, so that, that would be a big thing. I would try to find, a, you know, a mentor, someone that, that you can ask questions, you can bounce ideas off of. Um, mm -hmm. I would work on your communication skills. I get hooked up with other people that are driven and I get hooked up with people that, you can tell are, uh, you know, they're, they're wanting to really create something out of themselves as a chiropractor and, and start some type of a club or, or join a club if there's one available, you know, talk to Tick or some philosophy group. Um, mm -hmm. I think also, uh, you know, Toastmasters, it's kind of easier when you're talking to people that already understand our language, mm -hmm. but get in a group that the people that don't understand, you know, when you say innate intelligence, they look at you like you have a third eye. You know, it's mm -hmm. good to be able to communicate our principle with people in a way that is simple, it's digestible, and it's repeatable, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so if, mm -hmm. you, if you're stating something to people and they can't repeat it, you're talking to yourself, yeah. right? So if we can some, learn some communication, uh, I think those are all very valuable. Um, and even, you know, get involved with your, whatever technique you, you choose to dive into, dive all the way in. I mean, engage fully. And, um, and, and that is going to, again, give you a lot more certainty when you get that piece of paper that says you can practice chiropractic. Yeah, I've noticed mm -hmm. that when I'm interviewing associates, Justin, not only um, do the, you know, communication is essential, but I think you hit a good point there with um, mastering your technique, you know, mastering mm -hmm. the adjustment, because it's very, you know, that's that's where the gift is. You know, the gift is in the adjustment. It's the delivery of the adjustment and having that extra something special and connecting to innate. And, um, and I think that's what makes certain chiropractors very attractive is that. Yeah. Well, that I connection. Think, you know, you know if, if there's, for some reason, if, I just don't hear that many people talking about you know, the philosophy, the science, the art, and the business. Like, if you want to be a great chiropractor, in, in just in my opinion, it's like, mm -hmm. you, you need to focus on those four areas. So mm -hmm. if you're just a great communicator, and you can, you know, talk to anybody about anything, or, or you have a lot of sales uh, type of experience, that's great. But if you don't know how to adjust somebody, you're going to have a ton of new patients coming in, and you're going to have a ton of new patients going out. Because... <laughs> They're not going to get the goods. So they got to be able to get the goods. You got to be able to talk the goods. You got to be able to deliver the goods. And then you also have to be able to have a business that makes sense. You know, some people have these huge practices, but they, they're charging 15 bucks a visit. And it's like, they wonder why it's always a struggle. It's like, because right. there's not really smart business 
um, principles in place or procedures in place or training in place, you know, to make that a very strong, profitable, viable, you know, sustainable business. And so, you know, it's a lot to learn. That's why you really need to seek out help around these areas. Right. That's, that's huge. Um, and going back to, to that, you know, relationship as a doctor to an associate, I mean, back, I, you know, I graduated back in 93 and associates back then, nobody wanted to do it because you were the guy or the gal, you know, cleaning out the x-ray, uh, the processor back when they had processors back then, the chemicals and throwing out the trash and doing stuff like that. How has being an associate gotten a bad rap or changed from back you know, 20, 30 years ago when maybe it deservedly had a bad rap. What's an associateship now? Yeah, I mean, an associateship now is, it's gotta be a mutually beneficial relationship, number one. I mean, and that's really what it is. It's a relationship. You know, if you don't foster it, if you don't feed it, if you don't set clear expectations from the beginning, if you don't provide the training, then this person is gonna feel used and abused and they're gonna run out the door. And mm -hmm. so it, it has to really be that. It has to be a give and take relationship and it has to be a relationship, um, you know, that's certainly respected by both parties. And also, you know, gosh, you gotta pay people. You know, I think, you know, there's so many, you know, docs that don't wanna pay. And the issue is that they want the best, but they don't wanna pay for the best. It's like, well, that's an issue. You know, at the same time, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of people come, you know, to interviews and they're like, look, I want my 85,000 base salary or 100,000 base salary. And I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, that sounds great. But um, let's earn that, right? In fact, why would we put a cap on it? You know what I mean? Like, I have associates that are going to be, oh, this year, making 200,000. So, you know, that's a great living working three days a week, you know? Yeah. So... I mean, to be able to go surf and paddleboard and walk your dog and take care of your newborn baby and do all that, then come and, you know, serve a, a ton of people in, in, in an environment that's like first class all around with an incredibly trained team that, you know, you don't have to, you know, pay for the guy to come fix your air conditioner. You don't have to clean out the, dirt, the dirty toilet. You don't got to do, you know, do all the dirty work as you were talking about, but you can just come and learn and grow and serve. And, um, and really grow, you know, something really significant, you know, that's the, that's the type of environment we have. So, um, you know, it's kind of strange that it took me like almost two years to find my last associate, but, you know, I have a particular look and feel, um, as I've mentioned that we were looking for and people just weren't, they weren't, they weren't hitting the mark. And so I'd rather not hire than to hire the wrong person. Yeah. That's, um, I'm glad you shared that because it is a, um, you know, respect in the relationship is very important and both parties need to come to the table with value, whether, you know, you're the doctor that's hiring an associate. And, um, I brought, you know, I wrote that question down because I, I was on doing some stuff on Facebook and on one of my posts, a chiropractor, you know, had mentioned, um, he was, I sound, you know, you can hear the frustration, like in his voice about the profession and, and I get it. And, you know, we hear these doctors say, well, we eat our young. And I'm like, I don't even know what, what does that mean? You know, like, I don't want to hear that anymore. Right. Like we're too good. Like we're chiropractors, we're doctors, we're healers. We're too good 
to be eating our young, whatever that means, you know? And, um, and I don't want to hear it anymore. And, and, you know, I really, well, you guys know what I do with students and appreciate what you guys do as well. And I, I just, we need to change that. That's not acceptable. No, it's not. I mean, it certainly doesn't send the right message. And it's, 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 uh, I think something that's been perpetuated over years that mm-hmm. um, isn't certainly you know, accurate, at least in our experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, no, I think what we need to say is, you know, do you care about the future of chiropractic? You know, mm-hmm. what are you doing outside of just, you know, cranking out visits and, and, and serving your own family? What are you doing for the profession? Right. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest things you can do is to mentor and to teach and to bring in an associate just the way Dr. Yardley wasn't kind enough to bring me in and share mm-hmm. his knowledge. So that's what's going to really help chiropractic. If we actually want to see real chiropractic survive, it's going to take a lot more chiropractors to get kind of out of their own comfort and to say, mm-hmm. yeah, I need to bring somebody else in. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to need to pay them. And I'm going to need to take care of them. I'm going to need to train them. I need to take time to do these things. Yes. Um, and that's, it's going to help everybody. I mean, it's, it's certainly a, a win-win in our environment. And um, I, I, I am so applaud you for stating that. I, it doesn't make sense to me when, I, when I've seen that out there as well. Yeah. All right. What else? What's next? John, do you have any other questions? What's next? This um, is awesome. This is, you know, I'm just going to kind of veer off a little bit. Um, do you feel personally that if all schools uh, initiated some sort of internship uh, program where they actually, students actually had to spend time with doctors in practice, because you said that was something that was missing, do you feel that would help students then come out of school? with a little more stability, a little more because they have that experience? Or do you think that it, it wouldn't make a difference? They really need to be out there um, associating, getting paid for what they're doing instead of focusing on trying to, well, I just, I'm doing this to get through school. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, I had a student in my office yesterday. So um, I think there are a few schools now that actually are requiring you know uh, students to get some some hours in um but I, I think it's valuable i mean i think the more you can be in the environment seeing chiropractic happens hearing the questions patients ask hearing the the challenges um seeing you know how to do a five-minute consultation well to a point where people feel listened to and feel connected and, and, and are, are you know really kind of starting to tip the needle to jumping on board you know, when you can see that, you know, you know, over and over again, while you're in school, there's massive value. Um, you know, so I, I'm, I definitely recommend that the schools look at that. Um, the other piece is that I don't think that takes the place of an associateship because, you know, observing and doing are totally different. Mm-hmm. So actually putting your hands on, actually having that conversation you know, certainly answering those questions yourself are very different than observing. So, you know, I think both are extremely valuable. And, you know, if, if I'm going to give a recommendation to a student, I'm going to tell you the associate. I mean, there's a reason apprenticeships have been around for thousands of years, mm-hmm. right? It's, mm-hmm. it's 
pretty well proven it it helps right it helps people get a lot farther faster than to try to figure it all out on your own to have all that extreme stress of trying to learn how to hire how to manage patients how to pay all your bills what to charge what you know how to handle you know um, the patient that's upset you know you know how to manage clinically you know i mean it's a lot to take on all at once if you haven't really had that mentorship so i mean gosh i just urge if you're a student you listen to this i just urge you to like find a good mentor and to spend, you know, spend a couple of years. Like, I really think it does require a couple of years um, mm-hmm. of being in another office and learning and developing and growing. And then when you set up, you're going to be so much further ahead than just trying to go and set it all up on your own. I mean, just from what you could learn about, you know, setting up a lease. I mean, it could save you a hundred thousand dollars, just having a little bit of time mm-hmm. in the game. Like, you know, getting some help, getting a coach, getting some assistance. I mean, literally, like, you can you, you can make three or four mistakes so quickly that it can bury you. And mm-hmm. ultimately, it could literally steer you out of chiropractic. So I don't say that to create fear. I say that because I genuinely believe that that associateship, coaching, mentorship, you know, all of these things are vital to your trajectory. Awesome. Agree 100%. Yeah. I was just thinking that the other day, Justin, I was coaching some new doctors. And as I'm coaching them, I'm like telling them all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, I would have saved $100,000 here, $200,000 here, like literally thousands of dollars that I wasted doing things that just had no return on investment or. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's a good point. And so, you know, whatever you charge, it's probably, you know, worth at least 25x, right? I mean, so people have to understand that, you know, get that mentorship. Um, You know, these Mm -hmm. decisions are big. They're really, really big. And and I think when when you have somebody who's genuinely on your team, they're on your side, they're going to give you a real answer. You know, this isn't your mom. This isn't your dad. This isn't some guy who runs a plumbing company that has businesses. Like, you need to have somebody that's been in the game that knows what's going on. You know, that's what I do in my coaching as well. You know, I, I, I have no two conversations that I have in my coaching are the same. You know, they meet the needs of the individual or individuals I'm, I'm, I'm coaching. So it's, it's the same exact thing. It's like, it saves them whatever I charge. I mean, they make that back the first month, you know? Yeah. So it's like, everything's draining from there. Yeah. I had um I had a student not a student he just graduated and he he revenued more in his first week of practice than my program even cost like it's like such a no brainer Justin <laughs> yes 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 and I think but that's so cool could... because no, go ahead sorry no no go ahead I I don't even remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> I was going to say, I think people forget that, that in any other profession, you graduate from school and then you start a job, but there's on the job training and you're being observed and you're being, you know, trained on whatever it is. And then there's a period where maybe things don't work out. They have uh, two months, three months. And then, you know, if you're just not up to snuff, they let you go, but you're being constantly trained and learning. What you learn in school is great, but that's just the foundation. And 
people come out into our profession, it's like, all right, I graduated, I'm ready to go. But you need that training as well, that coaching as well. And whether it's through a coach or an associateship, I think it's just so important. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is the fact that, you know, you've been in school so long, you know, you've seen your friends out there in their jobs, they're out making money, they're living a different lifestyle than you are. And so the tendency as a student is to go, oh my gosh, let me get out, let me do this thing right away. I've been waiting so long. Um, I mean, and that's even, you know, like I went straight from, you know, undergrad straight into school, like a lot of people didn't, you know, there was some type of a delay before they started Cairo. So they just feel this pressure to get going right away and, you know, I, I just don't think in the long term it's, it's the best, but I mean, it does work for some people, but it, but I think the people that have been successful with that have really had some coaching along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, and then, and then, okay, you're starting to make money. Like, what do you do with, it? you know, like, what do you do with your money? You know, right. you know what I mean? Most people make it and get rid of it as quick as possible. They have never had any money because they sell the student mindset, you know, like, how, how do you yeah. oh taxes? How are you paying for that? Oh, we got okay. I'm, let's go buy a house. Oh, okay. Didn't realize I was going to have to replace the pool pump. Like so, it's mm-hmm. people don't understand these principles about now. If I'm thinking about the pool pump while I'm adjusting someone's atlas, how good is that going to be? So it's like when when people there's so many different layers to this thing that you know I just don't think people even know what they don't know, and so they end up with that overwhelm, they end up with mm-hmm. stress and they lose that purpose and passion. And then you're going to get burnout chiropractors. Definitely. And then, yeah. you know, the other factors, of course, you know, if you have student loans, there's that six month period where you don't have to pay it back. So you're either not really thinking about that money because, oh, by the time six months comes, I'll be fine. And then also you get hit with these payments and you're like, oh my God, I've wasted six months because I should have really been getting coaching or working with somebody learning what the hell to do because now it's real yeah 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 absolutely yeah it's real yeah. And, it, and it and it gets it gets more real with time and then, it is, and then there's everything else so yeah i think that, you know the sooner you can learn some of these principles yeah. about um you know building a building a strong solid practice and hiring you know the right team and giving them the right training and you know, fostering those relationships in your office and then even some money management tips that are going to allow for people to really develop wealth and, and uh, you know, also create some level of freedom. I mean, gosh, those chiropractors, you know, we, we should have the most freedom, you know? I was getting my haircut last week and the guy, it was a Friday and he's like, hold on, you have three practices, you've got a gym, you've got a coaching program and you're getting your haircut at two o'clock on a Friday? I'm like, yeah, that's why. <laughs> that's why I, I have you know what i mean so it's right. not like it's there's more well how does that happen i got great people you know like i have great people and so i trust my team and so i think that's a big piece also is like you know people set the bar too low they just they're just they're just thinking about you know how can i get you know 10 more new patients that's if that's your focus if that's what your bar set it's, mm-hmm. it's, you might get your tendon patient, you're going to be very disappointed with what that feels like, you know? So people aren't thinking big enough. They're not, they're not, you know, expanding the, the horizon what's possible, you know, and as chiropractors, I feel like we should be leading the way. Yes. Definitely. A thousand percent. 
Well, that was awesome. That was. So we're going to we're going to wind things down if it's, if it's okay with you guys. Yeah. I'm going to see some patients. So I have a really fun afternoon because I actually get to see patients this afternoon. Awesome. Are you seeing patients this afternoon? No, I'm not. Are you guys seeing patients? No, not me. No patients. <laughs> I'm the lucky one. No, I'm seeing patients. I'm the lucky one. No, we'll see a lot of patients. I I'm just going to see them from here. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Perfect for you. Perfect for everybody. All Thank right, Justin. If, yeah. Thank you for thank you for contributing your time and your energy towards this. If a student wanted to get in touch with you and ask you questions or whatever, is it okay if we put your contact information at the end of this? Yeah, absolutely. With your absolutely. email, would that be okay? Yeah, email. Um, yeah, okay. Instagram is that awesome. Dr. Justin Brown. Okay, perfect. Yep. All right, great. Okay. Perfect. So let's just close this up with one last question. All right, Justin. guys. Thank you, guys. Or not. <laughs> no, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> one piece of advice that you could it's give to students. It's a good question. Students. Yes, it is. So if you could give just one piece of advice to students, what would it be? Yeah, one piece of advice is, is, is have faith in chiropractic. Chiropractic creates massive changes in, in people and you know we have a girl the Tourette syndrome who would go from literally 50 outbursts every time she was in our office to literally none you know she just went and won a dance competition in Orlando and like her whole life is set free we've got another guy that was getting seizures between five and six a week who now goes 30 to 60 days with zero seizures now he can be a dad for his daughter you know have a lot more faith in chiropractic Chiropractic is so beyond what you can comprehend right now. Just keep your focus on learning what you can around the science, the philosophy, the art, and the business of chiropractic, and you're in the greatest profession on the planet. That's a great way to end. Appreciate you guys. And I think that was the best yet. Yes. All right. <laughs> All Justin, right. thank you very much. Thank you. Nicole, a Bye, pleasure Justin. as always. <laughs> John, it was a pleasure. Thanks, Nicole. Hey, Captain. All right, thank you. Bye, Justin. Yeah, welcome. Love you. All right. Hey, All right. that was awesome. That was good.